The church is God's thing. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Today we will be finishing Luke chapter 19, and we'll be studying verses 45 through 48. It's not a large section, uh, but there is a powerful scene here uh, that um, takes place. Uh, where Jesus uh, goes into the temple courts and reminds the people there uh, what God's house is all about. And so it's a great reminder for us as well. And um, let's spend some time in the presence of the Father before we get into the text today. Lord, uh, we thank you today uh, for uh, Friday. We're thankful, Lord, that we've gotten through another week, and uh, the one thing we know for sure is that you've been faithful to your promises, and you've been faithfully present in our lives each step of the way. It's been a busy week for some of us, a challenging week, a stressful week, a tiring week, and Lord, uh, we're excited for the weekend um, where we can slow down and we can um, just focus on uh, resting up and uh, having some moments of enjoyment and um, Lord, uh, we're always excited when we look forward to Sunday uh, because we have an opportunity to worship you and uh, uh, lift you up. And so, Lord, uh, we give you thanks for the week behind. Help us to let go of the stuff that we can't control and to learn from the stuff uh, that took place so that we might grow in your grace and mercy. And um, help us most of all, Lord, to press into you uh, today and always. Um, you use every situation and experience in our lives as a teacher, if we'll allow you to. And uh, so we pray that uh, we'll learn the lessons of the week behind. And that we'll also, Lord, tune our ears to the sound of your voice today as we uh, read and study your word together. We ask all these things in your mighty name. Amen. All right. In uh, this section of Luke, uh, we will be finishing out the chapter and uh, we just have a few verses to cover today. This is Luke nineteen forty-five through 48. When Jesus entered the temple courts, he began to drive out those who were selling. It is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Every day he was teaching at the temple, but the chief priests and teachers of the law and the leaders among the people were trying to kill him. Yet they could not find any way to do it because all the people hung on his words. So Jesus is now in Jerusalem. Uh, we're on the other side of the triumphal entry. And from here on out, everything is building in the story toward the cross, toward his arrest, toward his crucifixion. And we're going to see that build up grow in intensity more and more and more as we move into the final four chapters uh, five chapters, 20 through 24 um, in Luke's gospel. And that buildup is going to increase and it's going to remind us that we're moving toward this ultimate culmination of Jesus' ministry, the cross and his eventual resurrection, of course. Um, so now Jer Jesus is in Jerusalem and he enters the temple courts. Uh, he's a rabbi. He's intent on engaging with the people and teaching. But what he discovers when he enters the courts is that they had set up shop in there. Um, there were, uh, it was a marketplace. And what you had were the sellers of 
pure doves and other animals that could be utilized for uh, people's um, sacrifice of atonement. Uh, people would go and they would um, make atonement for their sins by sacrificing an animal. They would go through the process of uh, this atonement uh, ceremony. The priest would um, make atonement on their behalf. And uh, it was the way that um, the Jewish um, religious folk would practice getting themselves right with God. And um, Jesus saw this scene and he saw that his house had been turned into a marketplace and, and essentially... Um, they had just um, co-opted the temple as a place of business and uh, the true purpose of the temple, the true purpose of um, making sacrifice and of worship to God had been lost in the shuffle. And Jesus is understandably angry about this. And so um, when we read these words of Luke that he began to drive out those who were selling, um, we can imagine the scene. He is uh, passionately turning over tables and creating a, uh, a, quite a scene. Um, this would have been troubling to those who were there selling their, their goods. Um, this would have been uh, not the norm <laughs> at the temple. Uh, but Jesus was moved in his spirit to um, call out this, uh, this wrong and what Luke tells us is that Jesus says, It is written, My house will be a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers. And he is righteously angry about what he sees there. But there's a claim that he makes in these words as he's uh, quoting um, from Jeremiah 7.11. These are the words of the coming anointed one. My house will be a house of prayer. Um, the modern church often gets it wrong, too. Um, we focus on so many things outside of what uh, the true focus of the church should be. Uh, we do dinners and raffles and um, uh, cookie sales and potlucks and all of these things and, and things that we do to build community and to get people talking and sharing and and open with one another are all good, and there's a place for that. Uh, but often we do these things in place of the real calling of the church, and that is to make disciples uh, who will be followers of Jesus, who go into the world sharing the gospel and training up other disciples to do the same. And so the church is often guilty of getting it wrong, of focusing its energies and resources on wrong things. And I think Jesus today would go into a lot of the church's that many of us attend on Sunday morning and turn some tables over and um, have something to say about the way we're doing church. Um, and so this scene is moving to me, but I think there's a relevant overlay into the church of our times and that we would heed his words that God calls his people gathered together to be a people of prayer, a people of worship, a people who are committed to the way of the kingdom, a people who embrace their calling and their mission in Christ and go into the world and make disciples of all uh, nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that Jesus commanded as he lays out in the Great Commission at the end of Matthew. 
And so um, I think it's important for us to turn the microscope on our own communities of faith from time to time and ask the hard questions. Are we doing it right? Are we focusing on the right things? Are our resources committed to the right things? Or have we kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of all the other things going on that we've lost sight of our primary mission? I think it's important to wrestle with that from time to time. Uh, Luke tells us that Jesus practice while in Jerusalem was uh, to be teaching in the temple every day. And his enemies were beginning to plot against him. They were already in eradication mode. They, it was clear to them that Jesus had to go. And so uh, Luke tells us that the chief priests and teachers of the law and the leaders among the people might have included the Pharisees and Sadducees and um, the teachers of the law uh, of course, were a part of this. Uh, they were all trying to kill him. They wanted Jesus gone, uh, but they could not find a way to do it because all of the people hung on his words. Now, uh, in other gospels, when Jesus would show up in a temple or a synagogue, we were told that sometimes the reaction people would have is that Jesus taught as one who had authority. So his teaching uh, hit their ears in a way that was unique and special and wonderful. And uh, Luke affirms that here, that when he was teaching, the people hung on his words. So these religious leaders didn't see a way of getting rid of Jesus without creating an even bigger stir. And so they were plotting and plotting and waiting for their moment uh, to trip him up and to catch him in a way that they might be able to act on something that would um, uh, give them a legitimate uh, religious or legal reason to take action against him. And so they're uh, lying in wait for just the right moment. But Jesus' popularity is kind of the thing keeping them from taking action at this point. Um, So this is an interesting, uh, again, uh, the end of Luke 19 is kind of a foreshadowing, a turning point of what's to come. And this is an interesting way for chapter uh, 19 to end. And uh, we'll move into chapter 20 next week. Uh, I hope, my friends, that uh, this passage will continue to stir within you. As you consider its implications, as you consider your own role in your local church, um, perhaps God would call you to speak prophetically in the sense of speaking forth a word to the members of your church to say, guys, maybe we're not doing it right. Maybe we're not focused on the right things. And maybe Jesus would call us to take a deep, hard look at ourselves to see if we're focused on the, the primary mission of the church and uh, have we become something other than what God would call us to be always good to do that all right my friends God bless you as you uh, continue into the weekend and may the Lord bring you rest and recuperation this week and prepare your hearts for the worship of our Lord on Sunday God bless and take care